welcome to the Living With Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Simone Denny, and I'm here to share with you how to live your purpose, how to be more intentional in life, and how to get the results you desire while enjoying the journey along the way. I coach people around the world on how to find and express their unique blueprint in the world. Join me and my special guests for inspiring stories, practical wisdom, and life reminders for a more fulfilling and joyful life. Hello and welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know how many choices there are when it comes to podcasts and people to listen to, so I feel hugely honored that you have decided to tune in today. And what it tells me about you is that you are somebody who is dedicated to being better, to feeling better, to maybe showing up better in the world. And that gives me great inspiration to keep showing up and doing this work too. So today, the topic that I want to share on is all about how do we create more grace in our week. And if we show up and create more grace in our week, we show up and show it every month and year. And this becomes more about how we show our grace in our whole life. And this idea of grace really actually happened <laughs> by accident because I was thinking, what is it that makes a great week? What is it that makes us feel whole and complete in our week? It's not just about how much we achieve and how productive we've been and how many things we've ticked off our list, but how do we create a week where we feel like the wholeness of ourself was matched with what we desired it to be? And yeah, every week things can be different and change, but I really tapped into what are some of those cornerstones that make a week successful, that make us feel like, ah, oh, that was such a good week. And I created a few words that I believe and and scientific ways that we know actually create that sense of happiness and meaning and connection in our week and I, I started to put together these different words and I realized they formed this acronym grace <laughs> so the cornerstones came before the word but then I realized this word grace is actually a wonderful word to aspire to because the meaning of grace if we look in the dictionary of what grace means it says a quality of moving in a smooth, relaxed, and attractive way. <laughs> and I, I really love this because we can achieve a lot. We can do it many different ways. We can be pushing through, or we can be going into overthinking and feeling anxious. We can be mean to people while we're trying to get our stuff done. But that's not the objective <laughs> because if that's how we do our week as I said that becomes the way we do our life so what if we could find a way to create more grace each day what if we could do what we want to do and achieve but do it in this beautiful smooth relaxed attractive way and I love this word grace it's actually my daughter's middle name and uh, it's something that when I think of somebody who holds grace, I think it's really a beautiful, beautiful word. So I'm really happy <laughs> of what unfolded today. And I also just wanted to touch on that last night, I got to experience something that was 
uh, an experience that held so much grace. And only today when I reflected on it, did I realize that's the word for it. And I was so honored to be invited to be part of a birth experience from two really close friends of mine who uh, let me come into their container and be part of the sacred experience of bringing a new baby into the world. And it was so humbling. But the one thing that I would describe it as is I looked at my, my girlfriend who was birthing the baby and how much power she had, but also how much grace she held that power with. And I also looked at my beautiful best friend and how he held her with so much grace. It was the whole experience, the whole room, the whole feeling of that birth container was just grace. It was smooth. It was relaxed. It was a beautiful experience to witness. So we can bring grace into so many different aspects of our lives. So I'm going to dive in and we're going to talk a little bit more about the science of some of these different aspects of, of creating a way of being in our week and our world and our families that can really help you to set yourself up. And what I recommend doing is really almost writing down this acronym and at the start of each week, just saying, you know, what's my intention for each of these? And at the end of the week, checking, did I fulfill these? So as I go through, that will make more sense. But these are really powerful cornerstones for you to find more smoothness in your life, more ease, and of course, more grace. The first thing I wanted to talk about was this word give. Okay, that's the G in grace, give. Are you giving each week in some way? And I know a lot of us, are like, oh, I give so much. All I do is give. You know, if you're maybe a parent or you're in a relationship, you might be thinking, yes, don't tell me to give anymore. I just give, give, give. And, and I feel like I'm exhausted or burnt out. But I want you to think about giving in a different way. And there are so many definitions of giving. Ultimately, what I want you to think about is when we give to others, we're actually giving to ourselves. When we give in a very intentional way that has boundaries, it's an incredible gift to ourselves. So there are so many emotional and mental benefits of the art of giving. And I really like this quote by Winston Churchill. And he says, we make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. And this is really true. And, you know, as, as we're kind of moving through this, I, I want you to think about how do you give? What do you give in your life? Which ways do you give? Which ways do you love giving? I, I love giving through food. It's a way that just comes very naturally to me. And maybe it's through my own family and heritage that that's just our natural thing to do is to create food as a way of giving. Um, I love giving in terms of coaching and teaching and facilitating that really actually fills my own cup as much as it is to give to others. So we have this ability to give, but it's honing in on what feels really good to give. Um, and I love, again, Anne Frank says, no one has ever become poor by giving. We think we've only got a limited amount of how much we can give, but when it's aligned giving, it can feel really, really good. So giving could look like an act of kindness. And I've 
uh, also done a podcast on kindness and the power of kindness and the science of kindness. There are so many incredible benefits that we get from doing acts of kindness, both for those receiving it, but also for us giving kindness. There's incredible health benefits, brings more joy and boosts our immunity and all kinds of really great things. So even having the intention of how did I give kindness this week or how could I give kindness this week and that might be in the smallest possible ways in our hatchery community we do a kindness challenge and each day people did acts of kindness and the the way that people felt at the end of those 21 days was just incredible uh, not only for the recipients but these tiny acts it might just be an anonymous act of kindness it might be making some food for your neighbor it, you know, yesterday, actually, I had my daughter in the car and it was five o'clock and we just picked her up from dance and it was definitely time to come home. And then I saw a woman wave me a little bit down near our house and she had two kids in the car and I was like, okay, I'd pull over and she'd run out of gas <laughs> and she felt terribly embarrassed. And she said, oh, I'm just trying to get to wherever it was. And it was in the complete opposite direction of me and then I said don't worry I'll just take you there and as it turned out she was going home to get her money then go to the gas station I was like look I'll just take you straight to the gas station and I'll get the gas and uh and we had this really beautiful little interaction and it was really great for my daughter to be part of that and I drove her back and she her kids waited at the car and we filled up and it was all fine but I just know from that little experience, which just happened by accident, it just felt so good for me to have done that tiny act of kindness. And I know for you, uh, we forget how good it feels, even if we don't even predict it. But trying to be intentional about that is amazing. But you can give it in any form. You might give a compliment to someone. A lot of the time we think about these things we want to give. We think about them in our head. We think someone looks nice or we love their their hair or the way that they they think about things or problem solve, but we don't always say it. So I just invite you to give generously, give words of affirmation, give compliments, because we know how good that feels for ourselves and as well saying it. It might also be investing money into something that you believe in, like spending money at a cafe or a shop that really needs it right now. That's something that is happening in my own community is some of our cafes are really, really struggling to the point where they might close. And uh, if you are voting for them to stay open and stay in business, maybe it's a little bookshop or a cafe, but you going and investing your money there is giving another business hope and it's giving it the ability to stay open in these times rather than you know maybe spending a couple of dollars less and going to Amazon but really I want you to think about that is an act of service that's an act of giving you're investing in a small business and gosh do they need it right now giving is actually a core cornerstone of purpose so part of our expression of purpose is to use our unique abilities and strengths and passion and bring those within us and give them to others. So that's how we become of service is through giving these strengths and passions out into 
a way of service. And that's what actually gives us meaning in our lives. So if we're wanting to feel more grace, we want to feel more aligned with our purpose. And that part of that is being of service to others. And we see this in terms of blue zones, a lot of the research pointing to the health benefits of this purpose part, that giving part. And giving, you know, can also look like volunteering and altruistic behaviors. And we know that people who volunteer more live longer. It reduces stress. Research shows that it, it can boost our immunity. It helps us release these feel-good hormones. We know that when you volunteer or give your time to others, it boosts oxytocin because we have that beautiful connection piece. It also increases these endorphins in our body, which helps to reduce stress. So if you're feeling stressed out, ask yourself, how can I give more? What could I do to be of service or volunteer? I know that might feel a bit counterintuitive when you feel like oh, I, I'm stressed because I'm giving so much. That might be a question of where do you need to set some boundaries? But just know that um, there is a lot of research, one of the longest, like a, a, longitudinal, a longitudinal study found that older adults who volunteered had lower mortality rates, better mental health and improved well-being compared to those who did not volunteer. So that is something you consider each week is how can I give an intentional way? And as I said, it could be kindness, it could be money, it could be our time and energy, it could be through our work and feeling really aligned with that, with our purpose. Uh, so having the G in grace is really important for us. The second part of grace is the R, which is receive. So we've just talked about the giving and then to really bring that back into balance, we talk about the receiving. This is a factor that I really want you to consider about how do I create space in my week to receive as I said, I've just been talking about giving, but in order to give, we need to be able to receive. And as Deepak says, Deepak Chopra, he says, learn to receive. Learning to receive is as important as giving. Give and receive in balance. And in this way, keep the abundance of the universe circulating in your life. So to be in flow, to be in a place of grace, we have to have those two parts, the yin, the yang, the give, the receive. And when our giving gets out of balance, it's often when we haven't set any boundaries and we haven't set any boundaries to receive what we need to fill our own cup. So as the saying goes, you cannot pour from an empty cup. And I see this happening a lot, a lot, especially with women where we're just giving all the time, but we don't give ourselves the space or honor the ability to receive. So if you grew up in a family, maybe as the responsible one who took all the responsibility or the people pleaser, the one who was trying to keep everyone happy or the high achiever, you may not have been very good at receiving for yourself. And you may be the most prone to abandoning yourself. When you become so focused on making other people happy, the pleaser, or making other people proud of you, the achiever, or you feel responsible for looking after and fixing everyone else, which is a responsible one. These are all beautiful traits, but when they are out of balance, they become our shadows and we stop 
that concern for self or receiving for self. So this is why receiving is part of showing grace for yourself, for truly honoring yourself. So this is why receiving is part of showing grace for yourself, for truly honoring yourself. It's realizing that you deserve to rest, that you deserve to have a break, that you deserve to be treated with love and respect and to really show that for yourself. And some people call this self-care. I don't love the word self-care because I think it's been overused a little bit, but it is that. And I think it's really about spending time each week being in your body, feeling your feelings and asking yourself, what do I need right now? What do I need today or this week? And getting really, really honest about that because a lot of time we don't even listen to ourselves. We don't listen to our feelings. We're just on this mission to be looking after everything and everyone else and we kind of abandon ourselves. So if you can learn to deeply receive and actually honor your own needs, that can really help you with how you experience more grace in, in your week, how you can create more smoothness and joy and relaxation by actually honoring yourself so now I want to come to the word appreciate which is the a in grace and this is something that is really one of the cornerstones of your day-to-day uh, practice and for your week we know appreciation is something that we want to bring in with intention and I know you've heard me say this many times but celebrating your wins and tapping into your gratitude is scientifically proven to rewire your brain, to reduce depression, to increase happiness, to improve your immunity, and to reduce stress, and so many more things that uh, have been confirmed by countless studies. And this is something that I would love to see you bring into every day and every week of saying, where am I putting my attention? As Lynn Twist says, what you appreciate appreciates. So finding a time each day to actually focus on those wins, focus on what you do have in your life, focus on the gains. I have a little exercise that I've just shared recently which is called my three, two, one exercise. And it's a really great way to end your day. And it's really just getting a journal out and writing down three wins or gratitudes for that day. That's three. Two is two learnings. What were two things you learned or maybe were challenging or hard that are on your growth edge that maybe you could work on and one intention for the next day. And I really invite you to do that. And you can make those three wins also three gratefuls. We know that starts to rewire the brain to look for the positive. It helps you to start to scan and look for the things that went well, rather than the default of the brain, which is always looking at what was negative or what didn't happen. So we have to work on training our brain to experience this more graceful way of being. So the C in grace stands for create and this can be understood in a number of ways it could be your creative expression but some people feel a little bit blocked on that word and they believe I'm not creative that I'm, I'm not a creative that's not my part of my brain but according to Elizabeth Gilbert if you're alive you're a creative person and she says if you struggle with that word creative or cre being a creative 
then just replace that with the word curious. And that can help to think about, well, I'm definitely curious. I love to think about ideas or new ways of doing things or possibility or imagination or dreaming. All of this comes with curiosity, but it also comes with creativity. So ask yourself, am I following my curiosity? Am I following my creative desire? Uh, Am I learning? Am I growing? Am I expressing my genius in the world? And and how could I do more of that? Because this this is your expression of yourself. This actually needs to come through for you to feel your grace in the world. This is here within all of us. And one of the things I see for people when they are most stuck or they feel most frustrated about themselves is when their true expression is blocked or it's held down or it's contained or it was not allowed to be expressed or you're not in the right job or place to express your curiosity or your creative expression or your true self making it intentional again for each week of how do I get to express these things that are within me that maybe I haven't been honoring or haven't been showing up we all have this creative expression whether it is speaking or teaching or writing or painting or facilitating or taking photos or cooking we all have it And it's just making sure that we recognize it and know that this is important for our own expression, especially when we're feeling bored or stuck. I know for me, I feel this this creative expression as I'm teaching or coaching and doing my IFS. This, This really gives me energy. And there's a lot of benefits as well to having this self-expression, this creativity, this curiosity. It it allows us to express our thoughts and feelings and ideas in unique and personal ways. It's a powerful means for communicating who we are and what we believe in and what matters. And we know when we also get to express this creativity or this curiosity it's a great way for emotional release we can actually channel some of our big feelings into some of this expression and again if we don't do that those emotions can get stuck and show up in ways that maybe aren't so desirable or they get stuck in our body and turn out turn up as pain when we're in our creativity space or our our curiosity we get to tap into imagination and inspiration and different parts of the brain that we really want to light up that actually feel really good so each week set an intention for how am I going to create something how am I going to tap into uh, really an expression of myself that wants to come forward or a curiosity that I want to follow this is really important for us to be our full expression of ourselves And the last one for bringing in grace into our week is to engage. And that might sound very obvious to you, but we want to have dedicated time each week truly engaging with others in our life. And I mean deep, meaningful connection. And this is so paramount for our happiness Uh, It soothes our nervous system. It releases these wonderful feel-good hormones that that make us feel happy, such as oxytocin. And this might sound like, yeah, I connect every day. I see people every day. But are those 
meaningful connections? Are you having conversations that you're giving your full attention to and having that engagement piece with? Why this is so important right now is that the world is shrinking in its opportunities for connection. And with each year that passes, we're creating less and less opportunity for connection. There's all of these devices and our socials and our apps, and all of them mean that we have less opportunity to connect. You can shop online. You don't need to go to the supermarket. You don't need to go into a shop and have a conversation with a shop assistant or bump into somebody you know. You can do your yoga online. You can do your group exercise there. You can work from home and you can ask AI rather than have a conversation (laughs) about things. So These all feel like wonderful conveniences so that we don't ever have to leave our home or actually talk to anybody or even have random meetings with people. But they are all enhancing loneliness in our culture right now, which is really concerning because loneliness uh, has a huge impact on our mortality rates. It takes about 15 years off our life. Uh, it creates cognitive decline. It impacts our heart health, increases depression and stress, immunity, all of these things because we're lonely. And I know right now in our country, there's 43% of people feeling lonely. And that is so big. I'm, we're in New Zealand here. Uh, but I know it's similar across the world. And this is a really sad stat. Nearly half the population feels some kind of loneliness. So we have to be more intentional about our weekly engagement to actually sit at the beginning of the week and go, who do I want to reach out to? Who do I want to connect with? How can I go out and maybe just go to the market where I might just, you know, I love the market. (laughs) Um, My husband said that I have a degree in marketing because every city that we go to or town around the world, we have to go to the market. There's lots of stories about that. But I love going to the market now because we just have these little tiny interactions with people that actually fill our cup. It's like each one, especially me, it's like a slight extrovert. Each person I meet is like a gold coin in my pocket. And we all need that. Even if you're an introvert, we need those little tiny moments of connection um, that are slipping away with the culture we live in. But it's also the quality connection that we actually put our phones away and be with the people in our lives. We intentionally set up reminders to call good friends who are maybe live far away or even friends that are close by that maybe we haven't connected with in a while and again this is reciprocal it feels good for you but it also feels really good for that person that you are connecting with and if there is one thing that we want to bring more grace into our life it's to connect with the people who bring us joy and you also give them joy. So those are my my cornerstones that I wanted to share with you that embody how to live a graceful life, how to feel more, that feeling of, of quality of life, of moving in this smooth, relaxed, attractive way, as the dictionary says, so we can feel more joy. Just to recap on what those things are again it's giving it's receiving it's appreciation it's creating or curiosity and it's engaging so at the beginning of each week just spend five minutes writing down those 
areas that you want to bring more grace into just writing how could I give more how could I receive more how can I feel gratitude for what I have and how can I really focus on my true expression how do I make that a priority and how do I engage and connect with those I love so I can fill my cup all right everybody wishing you all a beautiful week and thanks for tuning in if you enjoyed this podcast please take a screenshot share it on socials or write a rating or review that really really helps me and my podcast to be found by others have a really graceful week ahead and i look forward to connecting with you soon 